0: You're listening to a sermon podcast for a time like this from St. Benedict's Table, a congregation of the Anglican Church of Canada located in Winnipeg, Manitoba. May only truth be spoken and only truth received. Amen. From our very beginning, The season of Advent has held a very special place in the life of this worshiping community. It was on the first Sunday of Advent in 2004, 16 years ago now, that I began to serve full-time as the priest and pastor to a very new community, community of some 50 people who had decided to step out together in faith to launch this new expression called St. Benedict's Table. In that first year, when we set out to articulate our core values, one of the ways we described ourselves was as a community of Advent spirituality. We said, St. Benedict's table is discerning a call to becoming a community of expectation, restlessness, imagination, and vision. We experience ourselves as a community of Advent spirituality, always on the hinge between the old and the new, the known and the unknown to which God is drawing us. And indeed, this is a hinge season. Last week we observed the final Sunday in the old church year and now here we are again at Advent, launching back through a cycle of teachings, stories, rituals, and practices that are meant to prepare us not only for Christmas, but for Christ's promise that he is not yet finished with us, and with our battered old world. Advent says, be awake alert, watchful, ready for the ways in which God in Christ Jesus is always and ever breaking into our lives and ultimately into the redemption of the whole of creation. You heard those themes expressed in both of our readings today, urgent crisis texts drawn from the prophet Isaiah and from the gospel according to Mark. The text from Isaiah has as its background the people's memory of their exile in Babylon but also a deep sense that the people Israel had once again faltered and failed even as they were rescued from the exile they fear that they have now been judged and abandoned the prophet acknowledges this in lament But then the prophet sings, Yet you, O Lord, are our father. We are clay, you are our potter. We are the work of your hand. Do not be exceedingly angry, O Lord. Do not remember iniquity forever. Consider, we are all your people. The gospel text, on the other hand, doesn't have Jesus remember a past event, Or a present failing but rather warning of something yet in the future. What we read tonight comes on the heels of a teaching in which Jesus had pointed to the impending destruction of Jerusalem and its grand temple at the hands of the Roman Empire. This section tonight feels even more dire than that. Drawing on imagery largely from the Hebrew Scriptures, Jesus is giving his followers a good hard shake, saying effectively that there is work to be done as the clouds cover the land. That work, the New Testament scholar Larry Hurtado comments, that work is really to do what he's been teaching them to do all along. Hurtado writes Quote, the work that the servants in the parable are to do is, of course, not primarily scanning the horizon for the master's return and then rushing around in a dither, but rather the steady, regular performance of their tasks. This, Jesus' words here, mean that his followers are to go on with their mission, preaching and living The gospel, ready for the return of their master at any time, so that he will find them on the job. I've taught you how to live and what to do, he's saying to those disciples. Keep doing that even in the hardest and darkest of days. Trust me on that and be awake, aware, and watchful. It's how the season of Advent always begins. With a tough edged call to watchfulness, readiness, and life lived as Jesus taught us to do. As the season progresses, we'll move through texts that bring us closer to the Nativity light, most particularly when we come to the story of the Annunciation and the proclamation of the Magnificat, Mary's Song. What's the message? you've heard preached here now for years whether by me or by Rachel what's the lesson we've been trying to pound into people's heads about Advent all those years don't rush the season take hold of Advent savor it learn from it yet again We always say the rest of the culture has begun its mad dash into Christmas weeks ago, but we beg to differ. Anyone who's heard an Advent sermon or read any of our Advent writings or reflections knows this all very well. All of the references we make to the malls and the big box stores blaring Christmas music since the day after Remembrance Day telling you to buy, buy, buy the perfect gifts for everyone, and maybe a little something extra for yourself too. The glittering lights downtown, the magi across the street on the Canada Life Building, the commencement of the nightly TV Christmas specials, to say nothing of all those obligatory work and school Christmas parties, Take a pause from all that, we say, even if just for one hour every week, it will do your soul and your heart good to savor Advent. And the Christmas feast will be all the more splendid for it. But this year is ever so different, isn't it? Even if you really wanted to, Can't go shopping in a mall or big box store for anything aside from essential goods. In the grocery stores and the pharmacies, the aisles that sell Christmas cards and wrapping paper are roped off or covered in a plastic barrier. To whatever degree Frosty the Snowman and Jingle Bells are playing in the background in those stores, it just sounds sort of defeated sort of sad sure the lights are on downtown but you're not all that likely to be driving through there at night as most of us have nowhere we need to go school and work parties not a chance And looking ahead four weeks it's pretty clear that our cherished dinners and gatherings with friends and family won't be happening at least not in their usual form. In this part of the world, we started into this pandemic in March, just a few weeks into Lent. Sometimes it feels as if we've never entirely left Lent. Sure, the summer here was good. We had those low, low, low infection numbers, zero for day after day after day. And there were opportunities to gather outside, visit in parks, sit out on front porches with people. That was ordinary time, tinged with some serious Easter hope. Yet here we are at the beginning of Advent. The restrictions in our city and province are tighter than they've been, and the numbers much worse than they were back in the spring. Our hospital's currently at risk of being overwhelmed. We've already lost so much, given up so much, let go of so much. How to observe Advent in pandemic times. Well, you know I always challenge you to hold off on the Christmas decorations for at least another couple of weeks, suggesting instead you, you use just an Advent wreath at least for now, That if you put out a Christmas creche, you you could consider building it very slowly, adding the infant Jesus only on Christmas Eve. Well, I still think it's lovely and good to do those things. I I think that four candles for the four Sundays of Advent are a lovely way to to remind us of the, the rhythm of the season. But, you know, if you've already decorated this weekend... Or you're planning to put up the tree on December 1st? Don't let me lay any guilt trip on you for that. Heck, how would I even know? I can't come visit your house. Let those lights shine as a bit of comfort in the midst of these days of perpetual dusk. Let them proclaim, as the psalmist says, weeping lasts but a night time. Joy comes with a morning. And that morning will come, if ever so slowly it will. Take up a daily Advent reading or some other reflective practice that can nourish you. In the web post for this sermon I will provide links to some really good free resources including a download of the Advent book that we published a number of years ago in days to come but I've come across some other really lovely stuff that's just available for our use and this is a good year because we have that space to use. Maybe take time to write Christmas cards to people. Oh, but you can't even buy Christmas cards at the drugstore these days, right? So if you can't get real cards, write letters. Fold them in envelopes. Put a stamp on and Drop them in an actual mailbox. They still do exist. Send them to friends and to other people in your circles. You know who will get a little lift from going to their mailbox and finding something there other than the usual bills and flyers. Take that as an Advent discipline. Come join us week by week in what we do online. It isn't too late to join in on the weekly Advent retreat sessions we're offering on Saturday afternoons. There is, of course, daily 5 p.m. evening prayer. These four Sundays in Advent could be a particularly important part of how you do the season. Make sure you have candles in hand when you do it, too. I mean, it's always a good thing to to light a candle when we light a candle, but somehow this season calls for it all the more. Here's something to anticipate in this season of anticipation. Anticipation. Along with some other folks in our diocese, Rachel and I have been in conversation with Bishop Jeff about getting his blessing to begin celebrating communion together online. The table will be set here, and tables will be set in all of your own homes. At this table, bread will be taken, blessed, and broken, while in your homes, The bread you have set out on your own table will be taken and eaten. We do it apart, yet together. A sign and a reminder that there is but one body of Christ, regardless of how and when it gathers. And in these days, we do gather strangely, but in this way. There will be more information A bit of reflective teaching coming your way in the next week or so. So do watch for that. We will celebrate communion this way at least once this Advent. And continue to do so in the 12 days of Christmas. And as they fold into Epiphany Tide, and we begin to once again work our way toward Lent. Maybe in sharing that way over these hard days, we will learn something, come to know something new together about what it means to be a people apart yet still one. Newness, you see, is at the heart of Advent spirituality, on the hinge between the old and the new, the known and the unknown to which God is drawing us. Welcome, the season of Advent, filled with promise and possibility, even in these days of pandemic. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. This has been a sermon podcast from St. Benedict's Table. For information on our church, including further resources during these days of the COVID-19 global pandemic, or to provide support for our online work, visit us online at saintbenedictstable.ca. Thanks for listening.